Welcome back to the Understanding Online podcast, episode three, a year without social media. My name's George. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoy the episode. How's it going, everybody? Episode three of the Understanding Online podcast. Great to be back. Uh, Once again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, It's great to see the numbers sort of creeping up a tiny bit week on week. Um, So thank you so much to everyone who's who's tuning into these or writing emails into, you know, sharing opinion. Really appreciate it. Uh, Last week, I spoke about five steps to quit social media. And I think an important part of the puzzle is understanding where you're trying to get to once you've quit. So for me, I've been off social media for the last 18 months now, it's been. And it was really useful to write an article basically reflecting on those last 18 months to try and understand what have the benefits been. Um, It's super easy to forget about the sort of place I was in way back in April 2020, the way that I'd spent my time, the way my attention was being focused or, or unfocused, as it were. So... I wanted to put together this article and then share this podcast to basically uh, reflect on the last 18 months. What have I gained from leaving social media? So I'm going to break it down into three different three different points. I could probably write 10, to be honest, but I think pulling out three is probably the most comprehensive way to do it. Um, and those three things are relearning how to focus, creating slow opinions, and then actually having a little bit more money, surprisingly, in my wallet. So part one, relearning how to focus. I read a book last year and it was called Happiness by Design by a psychologist and self-proclaimed happiness scientist, (laughs) Paul Dolan. Uh, It's a really, really interesting book. I recommend, you know, if you you get a chance to read it, do pick it up and have have a flick through. It's quite short, it's very accessible. Now the book is basically all about the ways in which we can increase our chances for happiness, um, which, universally speaking, I'm pretty sure most people are, are quite keen to do. And and Paul Dolan kind of summarises this idea that in order to be happy, we need to be fulfilled in our work. And one of the ways that we can find fulfilment is to be focused. Um, so that means when you're trying to learn a language, in my case, for example, you're not splitting up your time into these social media sessions that are sort of multitasking side by side with your language learning. Um, it's the same if you're at work, it's the same if you're at school or university. The, the, the point is to focus and when you're focused you feel fulfilled, when you're fulfilled you feel happy. Now part of my social media usage was kind of what I describe as um, like a micro session. So I might be reading a book or I might be in a lecture or something like that. And as soon as it gets ever so slightly dull or ever so slightly boring, I reach my phone um, or my phone reaches for me. You know, you get a no- notification through and all of a sudden you, you're pulled back onto a social media platform. Now, it's very hard to quantify and to actually feel the impact of these micro sessions on social media. Something that I've realized over the last 18 months since I've been off social media is that not having these micro sessions means I feel much more content and much happier and much more focused in the, in the work that I'm doing. Um, you know, and that's work, whether it's in my nine to five or it's trying to learn a language or it's reading a book, anything that requires any amount of focus has been drastically improved by not being pulled away into social media. So 
After eliminating and sort of understanding the micro sessions, you then look at the macro sessions and that's where you might binge social media. I certainly did. So it's often when I was feeling tired, maybe first thing in the morning or when I've just got back from university or from work or from school, you find yourself on the sofa scrolling through Facebook. Um, I've seen actually since that Facebook like actually just scrolls for you now when you're watching videos, it just shoots you right down to the next one. So really there's so many barriers that have been removed to increase your engagement on the platform. It's very difficult to pull yourself away. But yeah, these, these macro sessions where you might find yourself, I certainly did, 45 minutes at a time, an hour, two hours just on the platform. Um, and now when you, you try and accumulate that over a week, for me, it was 12 hours a week. Um, so something I've done is, is since not having to spend 12 hours a week scrolling through Facebook videos uh, is, is focus more on trying to learn Spanish and it's been really enjoyable I'm really not very good yet um, but I've managed to carve out about an hour every single day and for me that's one of the the best results of, of leaving social media gaining that time back gaining that focus and, and doing something that I genuinely find really interesting and really fulfilling so the second thing that I think I've really gained since leaving social media 18 months ago is a sense of clarity, um, a sense of understanding the world for what it really is, rather than reacting really quickly and almost being swept away in, in the tide of information that you, you find on Twitter and, and Facebook and other social media platforms. Um, clarity is quite a vague word. So in this instance, I'm just trying to draw attention to focusing on things that are important and that are true. And I think truth is often lost when we react quickly to circumstances so for example if there is a current affairs incident let's just say there's a flood uh, somewhere people get on twitter and within seconds of hearing about it they've shared their opinion immediately they've shared their opinion there's been no space for thoughts there's no been no space for reflection anything like that it's it's a really really quick um, feedback cycle and that feedback cycle basically creates biased opinions, um, in my experience anyway. So I'd, I'd read things straight away, you know, as they were happening. But obviously these tweets that have been sent out or the posts that are put on Facebook are, are totally embedded with the person, the author's bias. Um, and when we say author, these aren't people who have like drastic insight into the, the workings of, of the world, you know. They don't, they're not specialists, they don't do research, they just have an opinion and they share it straight away. And I think this this opinion overload then start, it's for me at least, it really started to influence the way I was thinking. And, and it comes back around to the echo chamber conversation about, you know, the information that, that we put into our bodies and into our minds. So since leaving the platforms, I've realized that I've actually started to have slower opinions. And, and all that means is when something happens, you don't immediately react to it and judge it for what it is. You kind of take a step back and you, you see it for what it is over the course of like three months or however long something takes to play out. Um, and it's been really, really good because I, I feel like I've started to understand things over the long term rather than in the moment. It's a lot less stressful for sure. Um, and there's interesting sort of movements growing up around this idea. There's there's a, an article, sorry, there's a, a publication called Delayed Gratification. Um, I'll post a link on the blog to Rob Orchard's TED Talk. So Rob Orchard is, is the editor of Delayed Gratification. 
and it's uh, a publication that comes out four times a year, I think, so every three months, and they talk about what happened three months before, and and they reflect on on news stories and events basically after the dust has settled, and it's it's really difficult to to step away from the um, news cycle to to not be involved in it as much anymore. It's like on the front lines, but this delayed gratification, this slower knowledge input has has been much more useful and much more reliable for me. Um, and and these inputs can you know it's not just I don't just read delayed gratification, but books, podcasts, radio shows. Um, even if it's a few hours, you know, after the dust has settled, the ten o'clock news, whatever it is, it's a well researched, well thought through, informa- inf- informative piece. It's not an opinion, um, and I think that's really important. And so the final thing that I wanted to talk about was actually a big, big surprise to me. Um, I did not foresee this benefit uh, whatsoever when I quit the platforms, um, which maybe goes to show just how engrossed in them I was. But it's to do with money and finances. Uh, I, I found myself with a lot more money in my pocket at the end of the month than I, I did when I was on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I don't think I was spending money because of Twitter. I think it was mainly Facebook and Instagram and it was personalized advertising. But I was spending money on stupid things. I mean stupid things. I bought um, like a, an egg boiler, uh, an egg cooker. It was 35 quid off a Facebook advert. And to this day, I've got no idea why. It's, it's a bit of a, a source of, of ridicule, actually, for those who know me. People sort of take the piss out of me a little bit for that. Um I've got a pan that can boil eggs. I never used this egg boiler. It was, it was ridiculous. But I'd been sort of sent these Facebook adverts again and again and again, and it, it turned into a £35 conversion for them. There were other things. There's T-shirts and clothes. And, you know, once you get past the anecdotal examples that I'm talking about egg boilers and things like that, you might think, oh, I'm not buying egg boilers. But chances are you're comparing yourself to other people, um, the events that they go to, the clothes that they wear, whatever it is. That's the whole point of Instagram. It sort of preys on those vulnerabilities in, in comparison. And people spend money because of it. Um, it's no coincidence that in the in the last year or so, I'm not sure when it was because it was after I'd left, but Instagram introduced this like shopping feature. Um, it's, I, I, I get, I try to sort of stay laid back and chilled out on this, but honestly, it, it really, really pisses me off. Uh, I think it's horrible to sort of prey on people's vulnerabilities like that within the within the app within the platform um not to mention sort of the issues of fast fashion and and associated things you know with the environmental impact of all of this consumption um but yeah it's the status items keeping up with the joneses you know it's always been part of human nature but to concentrate it into this comparison matrix that's a timeline or a news feed or a story, it, it just amplifies our need to fit in, that very human need. And if you follow, you know, a thousand people, then you've got a thousand extra individuals to compare yourself to. Um, so I think, surprisingly enough, I, I couldn't put a number on it, but it's it's probably about 90 quid a month I saved through not buying like fast fashion items or impulse buy online, um, which really does add up, you know, 90 pound a month is, is not insignificant. So just to wrap it up, the, the changes became apparent at different periods after quitting social media. Um, I immediately noticed having much more free time, getting rid of the comparison complexes and things like that. 
was was quite quick, but saving the money was only apparent like 12 months down the line. Um, but something I would say is I wouldn't recommend quitting social media for, for any single reason. It's a really, really powerful force and it has a tendency to, to pull us back in. So unless you're able to build a couple of solid arguments, a real portfolio of, of justification to yourself as to why you want to leave, I think you'll fall back into the trap. Remember, if you are interested in learning a little bit more about how to quit social media or some useful steps in the process, you can check out last week's episode, Five Steps to Quit Social Media, or visit understandingonline.co.uk. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'll see you again next week.